0: Hello and welcome to Bruce Keys and House Keys. My name is Nicole Kostelecki and we are here in the REMAX Alliance Old Town office. And we have a special guest today. This is Luke Spa. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Hello everybody. Uh, My name is Luke Spa. I am Nicole's brother-in-law actually. Um, She brought me in today to kind of go over some uh, questions that people might have when they're purchasing insurance on their homeowner's policy, or their, for their first home, second home, whatever. Um, um, ten years in, a little more. Um, so I have some good experience, been through some severe storms. Uh, looks like we might have one of those storms today. <laughs> I uh, know, right? It's not looking too good. Um, but grew up in Arvada. Most people move further away from their high school. I moved closer. So know Arvada through and through, and happy to be here.
0: Yeah, Welcome. So, yeah, this is my brother in law. Um, also, my golfing buddy. Because Callie doesn't like to golf. So, I do. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. When your wife won't golf with you, you got to find your sister in law, I guess. Mm-hmm. We've had some fun times lately. She's playing really well. I'm not playing so well. So. But <laughs> we go <laughs> through those ebb and flows, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: you got a favorite course around here? Uh, I mean, like I said, our, uh, Westwoods grew up kind of over in that area, so I like to go over there. Um, money wasn't an option, Rolling Hills, but <laughs> we all, we're not all that fortunate, right?
0: Yeah, that would be so nice. Just some golf tournaments here and there. Yeah, if we can get on. <laughs>
1: yeah, and along with uh, we we drink more than we golf. I would say, yeah, <laughs> especially well, depending on how the round goes. Drink
0: so. while we golf. Yeah, so <laughs>
1: inviting me to come do something that involved drinking, it wasn't a hard, hard uh, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. That's, so this is perfect. Um, yeah, I guess we can talk about the beers. So we got for today is Spice Trade Brewing. So I don't know if anyone's ever heard of this, but they are actually out of the Yak and Yeti restaurant in old town arvada here and then they have them at all of their yak and yeti locations
1: yeah i think each location kind of has a uh i think the arvada location brews a That's majority of brewing. them but i think they each kind of have their own beer that they brew uh like a specialty beer or whatever yeah because I, I think they have four locations now gosh
0: i think they do they have quite a few
1: yeah
0: um but I like the one in Arvada because it's in that old house. And actually, when I was over there just a little bit ago, they said it was haunted.
1: I was going to say that Did thing have- has to be haunted. That's what I was going to say. There's no way.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's over 100 years old. That's Well, they said some. I was talking to this couple there, and yeah, they said, "Did you know this was is haunted?" I didn't know that, but I guess. But that's a cool spot to go and eat Indian food and drink some good beer. Yeah, I swear this
1: place is. Well, I think it most, might be. Most in our va- so, backtrack on my story. I used to work. There used to be a little grocery store down here, right on not Grandview on Old Wadsworth, uh-huh. where the sock store is now. Yep. It used to be like a very small grocery store. While I worked there, that thing was haunted. Like you, <laughs> like you'd be closing up at night, and you would just see flashes come because it, I guess it was like the first doctor's office out here. Really? Yeah, and you know, way back when they didn't really have hospitals, people, you know, there it, it, that thing was creepy.
0: I did not know that. Yeah. I guess there are probably a couple, few different places.
1: But. Yeah. You know, the old schoolhouse, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, like you said, this is over 100 years old. They all got to be. It's in some aspect. I, I think ghosts are real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I've been here alone before. And I swear somebody came in the back door. And I was just waiting for them to come up to the mm-hmm. front. And I was like. Where are they at? So I went back there. Swear to God, anticipating to see someone. Nothing. Nothing. I heard
0: someone. Step footsteps, in. and it's okay if you come visit our our office. Our floors are not quiet; they are creaky, and they are. You can tell when anyone's coming through. Yeah, I sound like an, like an elephant.
1: Across there's like an elephant. I yeah. <laughs>
0: That's funny. But yeah, no, they have great beers. Um the one great food. And great food. Yeah, if you're looking for some good Indian food, definitely go over there. Um, the one I'm drinking is Little Umbrella. It's a mango passion fruit wheat. Really good. Wheat ale. And um, yeah, you can definitely taste the fruitiness in it. It is five point two percent. Very light and refreshing, but it has like I think, I suppose because of the passion fruit, a little bit of a sour-esque taste. You know when some of the wheat beers taste like sours?
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of either. That's
0: all right. That's why I got you that one. Yeah,
1: I got the Scooter Gang Double Hazy IPA. Um, I mean, it's delicious. It's 7.7%, so I'm going to loosen up for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that one's good. It's like fruity. I tried it and.
1: Yeah, hazy IPAs have kind of been my thing, and uh, Colorado doesn't have any any shortage of good hazy IPAs. I don't think. I think we're probably the best state out there when it comes to, to beers. And yeah. the scooter gang's funny. It reminds me, like when scooter, scoot. yeah, when, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Minnesota when we were scooting all around during that wedding, and you guys were yelling scooter gang. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: that's that was fun. Those little scooters. That, yeah, now they're all over. Mm-hmm. That was when they were still pretty fresh and new.
1: I think Arvada has them even.
0: Yeah, probably. The um, birds. The birds, yeah. And that's what, they had those at the wedding that Luke was talking about, just like in Minneapolis. And we just were riding them all around, like the two per scooter. But you have to be careful on those things because I've heard some stories of people really wrecking themselves. Oh,
1: yeah. I- <laughs> I should have, could have, I don't yeah. know I should say, but I, I don't know if you can get a DUI <laughs> on those things, but I, I shouldn't have been operating motor vehicle. I
0: think there's a good amount of people that shouldn't be, and they do. So, anyways, like Will. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. All right, well, why don't we jump in? So, so, um, as Luke said, he's an insurance agent and sells insurance. And, you know, for our um, – with – the contract to buy and sell, one of the de- dates and deadlines is the property insurance termination deadline. So you have until that time to kind of look at your insurance policy and make sure everything makes sense to you. And if it doesn't, and for some reason it's higher than maybe you thought it would be, then you have the right to terminate at that time. Um, it's also a, just an important part of owning real estate. You Everyone needs it. So... Um, Thought we'd dive a little deeper and give you guys a little bit better feel for insurance. So, Luke, let's just like start with the basics. What is property insurance and what does a basic plan cover?
1: Yeah. So, in a nutshell, homeowners insurance covers you for sudden and or accidental events. And that's a big thing because um, people think, you know, they can get paid to have or not get paid but have a file a claim to have their tree cut down. But that's not sudden and accidental you know, unless like lightning struck it and it falls into your house. So Marshall okay. fires, uh, I know it's a sor- sour subject, but, uh, it's kind of a prime example, um, for sudden and accidental. Those came through and caused complete losses to homes. Um, and then. You or know, like
0: hail damage.
1: Right. So those are, those are sudden and accidental events. They're nothing that was like brewing or things of that nature. Um, so like during those, the, the wind was so bad, it knocked my fence over and you know, Minor compared to what some other people went through, but I was able to get my fence replaced minus my deductible, which is a um, something that is becoming more and more common. It used to be $1,000 was standard. Um, anymore, $2,500 is about the lowest you can go. For
0: the deductible? Correct,
1: yeah. Okay. Um, so you're $2,500 out of pocket before you have it fixed. Um, but a is lot that of across
0: times, the board? Or? Yeah,
1: most companies, um, I unless you have an old policy, um then yeah, twenty any any new policy written the lowest I can I can personally write and that I've seen is twenty five hundred. Okay. Uh, most companies are going percent deductibles, um, and what that entails is say you have your home covered for three hundred thousand dollars, a one percent deductible, your deductible is three thousand dollars. So got it. Did I say three thousand or three hundred thousand? You said three hundred and three. Okay, cool.
0: That's so. correct. Right. Yep. That, interesting. So, um, is there like additional things like? Can your clients customize the plans a little bit? Um, you know, to each house, I guess.
1: Yeah. So um, a big, a big one, especially um, these fix and flips that are happening. They're, they're all cosmetic. You see everything on the outside. You're like, oh, this is beautiful. What you don't see are the things underneath. So mm-hmm. a lot of these homes have clay piping coming into them, and that clay, you know, it deteriorates over time. Well, you're responsible for that, but your homeowner's insurance covers from you know your home. It doesn't cover the things underneath, so you have to have special yeah. you have to have a special extension on your policy, um, which is sewer line coverage, um, and that um, that's something that is not standard on policies, and it didn't used to be included in policies, but they've started to happen more and more that um, insurance kind of gave you that option to put that on a policy now. So So like my house. Yeah, correct. So when you had the roots going to your piping and your house was the, it was backing up um, <laughs> in the past, you wouldn't it's have true. had, you wouldn't <laughs> have had uh, coverage there, but it's especially, I mean, your house was built in the 1900s. You kind of, it doesn't matter.
0: 1919. Yeah. It's old.
1: Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you've had it replaced once because those pipes are coming in and out all over the place. So it's something that I suggest and I usually put on the policy. Um and if, you know, you get a client that goes line by line and they want to know what that is, I explain it to them. Um but it's something that is such a necessity in today's market, especially like I said, um the highlands is such a growing area. All these older Mm -hmm. houses that are being beautifully rebuilt Mm -hmm. interiorly, you still don't you don't see those uh issues that are brewing below the surface. And so that's something that I um highly suggest if you don't know if you have it on your policy certainly talk to your agent um because uh, i mean just to get a you know a backhoe out there you're looking at ten thousand dollars so you yeah. gotta really really make sure you want something like that on your policy
0: what about like flood plains how does that
1: yeah so it, everything goes off of fema um who and they're the ones that created the flood plains Um, in my opinion, they need to revisit those because those were created, um, like the hundred years. Yeah. When, when the world was in a different place. So I don't, so areas that flooded way back when don't necessarily have that risk anymore and vice versa. There's areas that are flooding that, you know, they didn't used to have homes built on them. So they didn't think to classify it as a floodplain. Um, but every home can have some sort of flood insurance on it if they want. Um, and that's much cheaper when you have to get FEMA flood insurance. It's, Basically, the same price as your homeowner's insurance. And again, um, going through that, they'll just cover the usually the basement, um, which when those those boulder floods happened, is that what, 10 years ago now?
0: Yeah, we were just talking about this at lunch. It was, gosh, I think it was about 10 years.
1: Yeah, people just got the basic flood insurance. They didn't have any contents covered. So they basically came in, sucked out the water, and you're left with mold. You're left yeah. with items that you have to throw away because you didn't you just got your your simple policy and people didn't think to cover those other items because it, it that's just the flood policy. The home's fine, so you can't file a homeowner's insurance claim, you have to file a flood claim and those are not one of the same. Not
0: the same. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, so when people you know, people do initially get their insurance when they purchase a property. Uh, how often do your clients like revisit the insurance and kind of look at their, their policy Um, or do you suggest?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, with the rising costs of homes in the area um, and then the rising natural disaster events, people are seeing a steep increase in their insurance policies. So that's kind of a natural way for them to say, Hey, it was a thousand dollars last year. It's 2000 this year. Why? Um, So they're not necessarily, You know, they didn't call me and say I built a deck. They just want to know why their policy went from a thousand to two thousand. And you know, we don't create these numbers, but insurance isn't a regional. You know, companies aren't regional; they're nationwide. So
0: it does it automatically every year.
1: It doesn't. It doesn't revisit it for them. But like when they see that price increase, they that makes them kind of be like, "What's going on here?" Uh And then that's when you can kind of you're like, "Well, yeah, like." you know is your basement finished if it's not we can you know we can move some coverages around we can switch some stuff up to try to get you down to that thousand you know make it hurt a little bit less if you will right Um, but
0: also keep you covered for if you make like a good remodel to your like if you do a a bunch of remodeling you want to let your insurance agent know right
1: yeah and i mean and say you know you had your roof replaced just on your own and you're like well this is showing the Thirteen-year-old roof when it's only a year old. Well, that's going to give you a much better price having a much newer roof because mm-hmm. things are built a little bit better, a little bit thicker, kind of yeah. thing. So it just that those reasons naturally get people to review their policy. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you know if they just kind of went because we when we see those increases, we we quote everything internally. Got it. And if we don't see anything better, we kind of will send you an email and say, you know, we revisited your quote you know there's nothing else out there and then you'll either get a phone call or you'll get crickets um and just depending on the client yeah and so it, it,
0: i call you a lot for my stuff <laughs> so, and that's okay that's people it's, it's funny good. people
1: always call and they're like i'm so sorry it's like hey it's it's my job i don't <laughs> feel bad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are there only two types like some that never call and then some that always. Call? yeah um or is there anything in the middle yeah i mean you have your you have your middle ground clients. You, I mean, I, insurance is like one of those things you don't want to think about it until you need it. And that's a lot of times you, that's your, that's when it's too late. (laughs) Yeah. That's your 90% of your clientele. I'd say, I'd say, and then you have your 10% that really like get you on your toes and have you like thinking, like, you know, trying to answer questions that you never thought you'd get. And I'll tell you what the pandemic, I do a lot of business insurance, the pandemic I thought was going to open up a, world to hurt for me because you don't know that there's an exclusion for pandemics in these policies, but oh, the insurance gosh. companies put that in there. Well, the government kind of bailed everybody out with those, those small business loans. Otherwise yeah. I think that the insurance industry might've went bankrupt because it was, they were going to get flooded with claims, flooded with lawsuits Yeah, because these businesses were going to, you know, a lot of them still did go out of business, yeah. but they needed to try to recuperate some money somewhere. And you have, what's called loss of, um, loss of income that's mm-hmm. usually included in a business owner's policy but it has an exclusion for pandemics. So, it's crazy that they would have had that exclusion in there.
0: Yeah, that is cuz who a, would have ever thought?
1: What was the last Not one? Not me. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a yeah.
0: I'm glad that's done. Um so you kind of touched on this a little bit but so why have insurance rates kind of gone up recently?
1: Yeah, so that's what I was kind of getting into a little bit. Um, insurance used to be more regionalized, um, but then the big companies started buying the little companies. Um, so now insurance is, usually, you know, if not nationwide, worldwide. At the end of the day, they're all owned by Lo- Lloyds of London. Because insurance companies usually don't have the capital to pay everybody back at once. So they have to tap into their insurance Got it. to, you know, make sure everybody's getting paid to have their homes rebuilt, redone, what have you. Um, but along with that, like rates in Colorado are affected by the hurricanes in Florida or the flooding in California. I didn't
0: realize that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, and that's just like you, I mean, you go anywhere, you see a State Farm commercial, you see a Progressive commercial, you see. So all these companies at the end of the day, they're still like Secura Insurance. They're a regional company. They don't like writing in Colorado. They like writing in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, sure, sure, they're regional, but they you put in a quote and it's 5,000 and you can write them with travelers who's nationwide for 2,500 and you're got it. like, so the, it
0: just, it, that's why they've kind of gone up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean every little event, not even not necessarily little, but you know, if it happens, it's, you know, the tornadoes through Texas are going to affect Colorado. The fires in Colorado are going to affect Florida. Right. Like they all, they all stem back to, each other and they all have to try to recuperate money somewhere and honestly insurance companies have been hemorrhaging for years so they're trying to make up their money somewhere and it's just a never-ending battle of home insurance or you know building prices are going up home owner's insurance is going up and they just they don't have there's no even point or no breaking point that they found but it's in the same aspect you have a five hundred thousand dollar home and you're only paying two thousand dollars a year to insure it that's a pretty good deal Yeah. In my, like, you know, if something sudden, like a Marshall fire yeah. thing happened, you'd want your $500,000 in the right. blink of an eye, so.
0: Yeah, good point. Um, And speaking of that, so what happens in the event that you do completely lose your home as far as, like, coverage goes? Um, is there a way, like, is there a better way to, like, kind of cover yourself with insurance on that?
1: So uh, dwelling coverage, a is going to be the main structure of your home and B is going to be your personal property. So we have in all of our system, what's called a replacement cost estimator. You put in the square footage, what square footage of that is finished, you know, so if the basement is it's livable area essentially. Um, and they're going to take the knowledge that this database has and say, this is what it would cost in Arvada, Colorado to rebuild a 3000 square foot home in this, you know, market. Mm -hmm. So it spits out a number to me. And then like you, when you have a contract for a $700,000 home, but my replacement cost estimator comes back at 300, you're going where like, where's the difference at? Right. So that's when I have to send you the replacement cost estimator to satisfy the mortgage company because they're writing a mortgage for $700,000.
0: Right.
1: And so you have to show that the value of the home Versus the rebuild costs are completely different, and in Colorado, that swing is so great because you have a 900 square foot home in the Highlands that sold for a million dollars, but the rebuild is like 200. Because That's a good point. And that, like, so you, so that that replacement cost estimator has had to get more precise and more in tune with the markets recently mm-hmm. because there's such that fluctuation anymore. But along with that, um. On policies, you have a replace you have a replacement cost extension. So if you had like the Marshall fires caused numerous staff to, to be rebuilt. Uh-huh. So the cost of lumber in that area, the cost of construction in that area all went up. Yeah, because there's no there's no contractors to do it. They're all they're all out, they're all doing it. So um, you can get that. It's another kind of like I was talking about the sewer line, another extension on your policy, but you can have that set at hundred and twenty five percent, hundred and fifty, or you can just have complete replacement cost, which You know, no matter what it costs, the insurance company is going to pay it. Okay. And any more, that's kind of what mortgage companies want to see on the policy. Because like I said, when you have a $700,000 loan, and when that fluctuates, they want to know that their asset, because it's Mm -hmm. their, you know, they're the ones forking over the money, is going to be rebuilt. But if you choose not to have it rebuilt, that's only if you choose to have it rebuilt. Otherwise, they're only going to give you that $300,000 if you just take to choose the money if you just choose to take the money and run. Right. So that's, yeah, that's only for rebuild purposes.
0: Okay. You can't just take the money and run.
1: You can't take the 150%. (laughs) They're only going to give you, and they're like, it can be written for 300,000. They're going to come and do their assessment and they're like, it only costs two hundred fifty. They're not going to just automatically give you that check for three hundred thousand. They're going to say, "No, save.
0: you got to show the receipts." And you got to show. And, uh,
1: well, they they'll come out and assess and everything like that. But in the same juncture, if they come out and it's only it's worth three fifty, but you're only covered for three, they're only going to give you three,
0: right? Which so, it's important to like look at that and talk to it, your agent, to Luke, about um, see what's best for you and what's best for your your plan. Yeah. I guess your house each person. So cool. So is there um, any additional services that you provide with blue sky?
1: Yeah. So we're, um, we're a full service uh, insurance agency. I guess you could say we do home auto commercial, uh, a little bit of life health. We kind of stay out of anymore. Um, yeah. It's gotten very complicated. Um, but me personally, like I was st- stating a little bit earlier, I, I do a lot of commercial insurance business, um, so that's your, you know, your bakeries, your knick-knack stores, what have you. I do a lot of contractors, a lot of mm-hmm. trucking, uh, things like that. Yep. Nice. Yep.
0: Well, awesome. Well, thanks, Luke. Thanks for joining us. Um, thank you, our listeners, for joining us with brewskis and housekeys. And please go ahead and follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all those good things. Um thank you to Spice Trade Brewing and yeah cheers. Yeah.
1: Cheers. Thank you guys for stopping by.